Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh! That's right. Oh. I am ah. so excited. I'm so excited for this episode. Today. <laughs> the big it's episode. Like, You're the main star. I am. I am. It's been star. a long time in the making. Um, a lot of money spent for yeah. it. Uh, you know, pretty penny. Uh, it's come full circle because uh, we we actually uh, people don't know this, but we act, TFP actually broke the news of the Steam Deck by Valve. We broke it. We were the first people to talk about it um, back when it first got announced. And uh, you know, we, we I think we were doubters. I know I was a doubter. You know, but you today, the biggest doubter. I was blown away. I was a doubter. I was a doubter. And you got one before uh, I do. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we. As soon as the supply chain issues were solved with Valve and the decks were ready to get ordered, I knew it was just time to do it. It felt right. You know, this is a video game podcast. What kind of video game podcast would it be if if I was not here getting the uh, latest, greatest Valve Steam Deck hardware that's out there? Yes, yes. But um, before we jump into the full Steam Deck review, uh, everyone, we're joining in by Hot Mickey. Hot Mickey, how you doing? Hello, everyone. I'm doing pretty well myself. Love it. As always, hot and doing well. Uh, real quick, before we jump in, just a couple things. One, I saw some gameplay of a game called Scorn that has been circulating. Um, it's like a single-player survival horror puzzle game, and it just looks awful. Like, ter- like very disturbing. <laughs> Wait, um, Scorn? Scorn. It's set... I don't know, like, what the setting is, but it's set in this world or, like, this dungeon you're going through where everything is literally just, like, made of, like, flesh. It's like flesh monsters. I don't know how else to describe it. Kind of, like, very body horror-esque. And it just looks very terrifying. So I think maybe... It it only just came out a couple weeks ago, so it wouldn't have really worked with our schedule for the podcast because we were pretty pressed for time um, this this last October. But... Uh, man, definitely boy, looks like an interesting one. Yeah, boy, do I have the best device to play this video game on? Oh man, what could that be? <laughs> but um, so that that I just had to bring that up. That shook me. And then uh, I want to give everyone an update. I, I'm still making my way through my replay of Cyberpunk 2777. Uh, when when I do finish it, I do believe I'm going to give kind of a like a slight. Um, we'll do it on like a like I or like a topical episode or something. I'll just kind of get like an updated review. Uh, I'm really enjoying my playthrough of it right now. Honestly, I'm. It, it's nice when you're able just to play something to play it, and not like be pressed to beat it for the podcast. Because even like with Dead Space, me and Lucas were both pretty. Just life stuff got in the way, and we're both pretty hard pressed to beat that in time for the pod. Um, but yeah, look forward to that. Um, that's just, it's just such a good game to like pick up and play a mission here, a mission there for like an hour or two at a time, like once every few days or something like that. So look forward to that. And then I got to bring this up for everyone. Well, Hunt Mickey didn't play one of those, but I think you listened to the episode. So just due to the, it's we're recording this episode on Halloween for everyone, just for context. So a lot of the media I've been consuming this past week has been, especially in the gaming industry sphere has been very, you know, Halloween horror based. And I am so upset with how much praise I'm hearing about the Corey. I know. <laughs> talking about, they were talking about it on the most recent episode of IGN Game Scoop. Uh, they had Tina Meany back on because she left IGN recently. And she was talking about how she was just having so much fun playing the Quarry, which she can't believe I it. guess I can understand getting a kick out of it and playing it. But man, that game is just 
when I look back on it more, it was just not a good game. So yeah. I, I just really have to um, drill that point back in. But Did not have the TFP seal of approval does at not, all. No, but enough of that. Neither here nor there. So as always, everyone, you know, you can find us online at TFP Podcast. It's at TFP Podcast with an S at the end. Shoot us an email at extraplaypod.gmail.com. Um, on all those social media handles, you can find links to our Discord. Uh, come hang out. It's a good time. Or find the link on our website, thanksforplaying.live. Woo! All those formalities out of the way. Uh, anyone else have anything we want to touch on before we jump in? Uh, Marvel Snap is pretty good. I don't know what that, that is. So Marvel Snap is a brand new mobile card game that you can play like Hearthstone, you know. Um, it's free to download. Um, it's a free-to-play game except for cosmetic items that you can buy. Marvel-based, um, one of the developers of Hearthstone, I think one of the head developers developed this one. And uh, it's a pretty good game. It's like really solid. It's uh, basically it's a Marvel the mechanic- card game. It's a Marvel card game. Basically, you build a little deck. Um, you, it's sort of like Hearthstone in where you get one mana each turn. There's six turns only. So you, uh, you have your, you have your hand or deck and then your opponent has their hand or deck. And the way it works is on the first turn, there's three different locations where you can drop a superhero or a card. And there's a left, a middle and a right location it could be like a city could be a location for marvel and basically you're dropping superheroes to go to that location and your superhero power has to beat the opponent's superhero power at that location right but your superheroes have little abilities like if this is the first superhero you play on this location give it plus three power right and then your opponent might have something like if your opponent plays a card at the same location as you on this turn this card gets extra power, right? So there's like a lot of mind games with it. Each game is like two minutes long. It's only six turns, um, but there's a surprising amount of depth to it. I'm actually pretty pretty impressed, honestly. I like got it this morning. I was chilling in bed, got an ad, and I was like, oh yeah, I heard about this game. Let me let me give it a try. You know, I'm always a fan of like card games and stuff like that. And uh, it is it is cool. I I recommend everybody just just. Get it for free and try it. I think I think most people that play card games would like that one. All right. Well, there yeah. you go. One thing to check out. The main topic of the day. Oh, baby. The Steam Deck. That's Steam right. Deck. Uh, as Lucas already broke it down, it's been a kind of a hot topic among the pod on and off the past several months, really. Uh, I think since the release around March, even before that, both Lucas and myself um, had talked about it a lot, both on the pod as well as just between ourselves. We were, I, I was always pretty bullish on on the, uh, the 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 hardware itself about what it can do, and Lucas was a bit more uh, bearish, I'd say. However, lo and behold, here we are today. I don't have a <laughs> I don't have a Steam Deck, and Lucas does. So we're gonna be doing a bit of a mini review here today, uh, just kind of talking about it, first impressions, baseline review from Lucas. Um, I eventually will most likely get one. So whenever that happens, we can do a follow-up to this maybe. But yeah, Lucas is in the spotlight today, really. So I'm excited to dig into it. I think it's an exciting piece of hardware. But um, Hot Mickey, I know you're a little shorter on time here today. Did you have any questions you wanted to make sure you have a chance to ask Lucas? Uh, I want to hear your questions first, Mickey. Because a lot of my like gaming, especially like what I'd be interested in, like the Steam Deck, because like I play a lot of Smash, I play a lot of Net Play. Mm-hmm. 
so it would be able to like plug USBs into how well it deals with USBs in general. Okay, that's a great question. Um, I have the Steam Deck official Valve dock that was just recently released as well. So I have USB ports that just go plug straight into this thing. Um, I'm playing it like half on desktop, half like mobile, right? So even when I'm playing Overwatch with the boys, um, I, my like gaming keyboard and gaming mouse are plugged right into this thing and my ethernet. So it's on ethernet and has really good speeds. Um, so I just basically have to plug in like a Smash GameCube controller adapter right into the dock and I can play Smash. Um, there are like, I have, I have a Dolphin emulator downloaded on it. I don't have Slippy yet. Slippy's actually a little bit trickier. Um, but it is a Linux machine. So there's like a little bit of Linux gaming stuff that you have to kind of get through initially. Um, that's like one challenge I'm finding with getting the Dolphin emulator up and running. But yeah, it's fully capable of doing Netplay, Slippy, like Smash, everything like that. I heard, I, I was reading online, a lot of people seem to install Windows on it. Is that something you've looked into? Yeah, not yet. Um, I, I've heard of that as well. I'm a little afraid to do that just because the steam os for actual handheld mode is really solid um and i wouldn't want to basically like just use the whole force, I, I, I force that on it yeah force that because i believe if you do install windows onto the steam deck although that does, does sound like a pretty cool option um you would have to revamp a whole lot of backend like os things inside of steam os um basically every single thing that you play has like set controller mapping um, and you may, I'm not quite sure, but you may have to have like different alternative ways of mapping controls, key binding th and things like that. Basically any game that you download on this thing, if you're playing it in handheld mode, it's either gonna have a set layout or it's gonna take its best guess on what the layout is for that game for your button mapping. And it's usually right. Um, so installing the Windows stuff, it, it might be a little janky um, for me for now. Are there any like restrictions right now with uh, Linux that you're finding? Like, for example, would you could you play League on that if you wanted to right now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The so only you could play League, you could play Valorant, you could play Fortnite, Epic game stuff. The only limitation I've read about online, I haven't personally experienced it, is Valorant is actually not you're not able to play Valorant on it in on Linux at all, um, and that's because of a certain anti cheat. Like module that they use. That's or another anti-cheat thing. Yeah, it's like an anti-cheat thing. Apparently, there's actual there's compatibility issues with Valorant's anti-cheat um, in general. So, um, yeah, that one I haven't heard of anyone playing it on the baseline like Linux operating system for Steam Deck. But yeah, I get. I suppose if you did install Windows, then yeah, you're playing it on the Steam Deck hardware. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Dang. So. I'll go into my overall thoughts here. Um, you know, I bought the Steam Deck um, as soon as the supply chain issues were solved with Valve and when they announced that if you ordered a Steam Deck, you can get one, right? Which is probably some, took a huge undertaking. Um, you know, I, I just to go way back to the beginning here, you know, Steam Deck's been announced for, what'd you say? It was like a couple of years now, Matt. I think it was late 2020. I think it was announced late 2020. And then it was just released, I think, I want to say February 2022. Yeah. So it's been around for a little while, although it's sort of been like this little reserved like club because you had to there's pre-orders that you can get for it. And then it had it was going to have an initial wide release that got pushed back quite a bit because of supply chain issues. And then you had to wait a month to get on some waiting lists. And it was just a lot of trouble just to try and go for it. So, you know, my thinking was, hey, I don't want to necessarily be an early adopter. 
of this thing. I want it to kind of come with its wide release. I want to be able to get it at that time. And at that time when, when Valve announced that the Steam Deck was now widely available for ordering, the Steam Deck dock official by Valve um, was ready to get bought with it at the same time. So I immediately jumped on it. I think I posted screenshots to the uh, Discord server. And um, I bought the highest end Steam Deck version, the 512 gigabyte machine for $649 and the Steam Deck dock for $89. Um, there's a ton of other docks that you can get out there that are sort of third party. Um, basically anything USB-C can plug into your Steam Deck. Um, so if you're US, there's a lot of USB-C adapters that you can plug in and create all these sort of ports, uh, USB ports, ethernet ports, things like that. Um, and they're all pretty good. Uh, there's, there's not like a ton of compatibility issues that I've been hearing about. Um, of course the steam deck dock is sort of like this nice official dock with a firmware with like a specific firmware on it that allows the Steam Deck to just kind of have a little bit more compatibility with your desktop monitor and things like that. Of course, it has an Ethernet port so I can game um, with Ethernet using the Steam Deck. Um, and when you plug it into an external monitor, the Steam Deck itself becomes monitor one and then your external monitor, your desktop monitor is sort of desktop two. So I actually have Discord rolling on my Steam Deck in desktop mode while I'm playing Overwatch, if that makes sense. So I have two screens going on there. Um, the deck took like two weeks to ship, took a while. Uh, so there's a lot of anticipation building in regards to that. And I've had it for a little over two weeks now. And I think I'm finally at the point where it is fully set up. Um, I'm, I've got my setup going. I've got my dock on my desk. I've sort of got like my, I got a new 4K, not 4K. I got a new um, like high-end gaming monitor. Um, like an LG gaming monitor that I bought recently. And everything just feels super good to play um, on this Steam Deck. Uh, the the rough verdict so far is it's really, really fucking awesome, for sure. <laughs> um, it's, it's really like a, a surprise. I, I didn't think I'd be enjoying it as a piece of hardware as much as I am. I mean, it feels great in your hands despite it being pretty large and, and kind of heavy. Um, especially when you really compare it to a switch, which is the analog is the closest thing to what you can compare it to. It's like a switch. Um, the screen looks great. The buttons, the sticks feel really good. the The joysticks actually feel so much better than switch joysticks on when you're playing switch with like joy cons. Um, in fact, Matt, I've been you know trying to just put this in your hand so you can feel the way the joysticks feel. It, it's really it's remarkable actually how good they feel for what what the device is. Um, the screen looks great. You know, it's a touch screen as well. Um, Would you say the, the joysticks feel better than DualSense joysticks? I think they're about the same. I'd say they okay. feel just as good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you have standard stuff, right? The buttons feel good. The D-pad is like a solid high quality D-pad. Uh, the triggers feel really good. Um, although they don't have the adaptive kind of pushback that a DualSense has, they, they feel like DualSense like triggers in a way. Um, and the machine also has buttons on the back where your middle finger and ring fingers are holding the machine. So you sort of have like four additional trigger buttons on the back for when you're holding it in handheld mode. Um, most games, you're not going to need that many buttons, especially like if you're just playing Fallout or The Witcher, um, which is what I've been trying to play. Uh, you're not really going to be using those buttons too, too much, but it's cool that they're there for some additional uh, inputs and stuff. Uh, screen looks awesome. You know, I've been playing some, uh, emulation. So I got like an SNES emulator on there, booted that up, been playing through a little bit of Donkey Kong country too, just 
grabbing it, playing a level, putting the machine to sleep, playing another level. Just really, really cool. The, the color on the screen is very bright, um, very good saturation, very good levels there. Um, I've also been playing Fallout 3 in handheld mode, which has been um, like super awesome just as a game to kind of get back into playing the Steam Deck and just to go back to in general. So that's been really cool. And uh, the only thing is with docked mode, it is a little tough with the Linux gamer thing to a certain degree. So I've become sort of a Linux gamer by default just with this whole endeavor. And if you're not like prepared to download like third-party software and have to run like certain Windows programs using emulation, uh, it could be a little daunting at first, right? So, you know, there's a certain thing called Bottles, which is a Windows emulation sort of program that you have on Linux that allows you to run Windows applications within Linux uh, seamlessly. So you got to download that. You got to change some settings. You got to make sure things look right. But once you do that, I mean, it's like you're basically just playing on a Windows machine. Uh, you're not emulating through like secondary windows. You're not like going to another desktop. You just hit the button and Overwatch boots up, right? It's running an emulation of Windows behind that program, but you're still playing Overwatch on your Linux machine. Interesting. Okay, so do you have any more you want to add on right now or can, we, can I jump into some of my questions? Yeah, yeah, the only other thing I wanted to um, hop on is, you know, the dock surprisingly is is stronger than I thought it would be. Um, I basically mm -hmm. am. It's It feels exactly like so when... So this dock you can hook up to any monitor, right? Whether it's a monitor or a, um, a TV even. Yeah, it's got HDMI output and DisplayPort output. So yeah, is there so. an additional controller that you can use with the Steam Deck? It's Bluetooth, so, so if any, you like, have DualSense, I can just, okay. yeah, I could actually sit at my desk right now and just play with my, like, PS5 controller if I wanted to. Um, same thing with headphones and headsets. If they're if you have a Bluetooth headset um, or, you know, anything like that, you actually can connect that to your Steam Deck. It does also have a headphone port, so you could just kind of plug in some headphones and, and do that as well. Yeah, you know what else I really like about this that's really standing out to me, too, is just... It really is the one and all gaming machine right now, in my opinion. You know, you want a handheld? Great. You got a really powerful handheld. You want a gaming PC? For all intents and purposes, you pretty much have a really strong gaming PC. You want to dock it on your plasma, you know, 65 inch, you know, 4K TV? Great. You got to, <laughs> you can do that <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, which is very, I think, a unique, uh, a, a unique position because especially when you look at the cost of a console, right? You know, the cost of a console is going to be around what? 500 bucks. It's how much our PS fives were 500 yeah. bucks. And then the cost, let's say you also want to be able to play games on your PC or your desktop, whatever. Right. I mean, minimum for even a low to mid end PC, you're looking at at least like a thousand, 1200 bucks for like a low end one. Right. Um, but, you know, you can get all that in one for what? Would you pay Lucas? 800 bucks? 600 bucks six, six total? 650, but total for the package, taxes, shipping, and all that was 800. So for 650 retail, you can really get all that, which is for what? Insane. Only 150 more than a um, PS5 or an Xbox Series X. God, such a long name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a pretty sweet deal, I'd say. And, you know, 
I'm not sure exactly like how powerful you know a Steam Deck is relative to say a PS5. Do, do you know Lucas? Does it do ray tracing and that kind of stuff? If you want it to, so I don't believe it does that sort of stuff. So it's, I wouldn't call it like it's not like a high high end. end. Yeah, it's not. It's not the highest end for sure. It's but not it can like, run like can, Cyberpunk. <laughs> Yeah, it could run Cyberpunk. I mean, just just to kind of push, I'm playing I'm playing Fallout Three right now just to kind of have a game to play, um, and I've been wanting to play Fallout Three for a little while. But um, I downloaded The Witcher, and it's running great. You know, Witcher Three, which is not a, you know, it's not a, it's not not a not heavy game. You know what I mean? It's not like a Cyberpunk 2077, but you know, it's got big environments, it's got big world, it's loading like a lot of textures and like a lot of physics and stuff like that. And uh, it looks great. It's running at its full like 60 frames steady. Um, and it's pretty cool. Uh, the The cool thing too is it does have built-in performance stuff in the OS. So you could actually see what your frame rate is for all your games built into the system. So you don't have to like go to the options inside of whatever game you're playing. On, on top of a layer of the operating system, you could just hit a button and then it'll give you all of your performance like performance indicators basically it'll tell you how hot the cpu is getting it'll tell you like what the frame rate is it'll tell you a ton of stuff so that's pretty cool built onto the os so they have like this um there's a there's a like sort of optimization like transparency thing that's built in because they know that gamers are going to be looking for that kind of stuff which i think is really cool yeah i mean it's really just machine built for gamers you know and I always find it so interesting how like whenever I'm playing a game, I have to like dig to see how I can display my FPS and like get a better view of that kind of stuff. But the fact that you can just do that on the Steam Deck and just turn it on and also have like the capping the FPS too and things like that is just super yeah. interesting and really, I mean, I'm not going to say ahead of its time because that's just something that should be with everything. <laughs> so it's just really, yeah, it's here. Yeah. It's here. One, one thing that is really cool about it too is uh, you are able to run multiple games on it at the same time. Um, most of the time, it's just kind of kind of cause like lag or performance issues with certain games. What that means is you're just running multiple applications at the same time. So I could be playing like something in handheld mode while I'm on Discord. So mm -hmm. I could be running Discord on Steam Deck in handheld mode, talking to, it has a built-in mic actually just in the machine. So you could be playing with you guys and have golf with friends or Left 4 Dead running while I'm playing that game, right? And I tested some of the echo cancellation too. Um, I jumped on with Zulu. I, I actually was playing World of Warcraft in handheld mode and on Discord, and he was not able to hear any of the speaker sounds from World of Warcraft while I was playing that game, which was really cool. That's actually crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty it was nuts. Uh so, you know, it's I'm literally sitting at Katie's house and you know, I don't have my gaming PC with me. I don't have a setup there or anything like that, and I'm able to play the games that I'd be playing on my PC. And w one thing that kind of blew my mind, the I I knew what to expect pretty much in all cases here, but the thing that really blew my mind was after I finished downloading Witcher 3, which I haven't played for a couple years um on Steam. I booted up, I hit continue, there's my save file, cloud save, right? So Valve has done a really amazing job over the years of getting cloud saves off the ground, really getting into that like sort of ecosystem. And now with their like high end mobile device, I'm literally able to like, if, if you're a hardcore gamer, like you have a gaming PC now, like Matt, if you do this, right? You'd have your gaming PC, you'd be playing like any game on Steam on your gaming PC, and then you take it on, you go on a plane, you go on a trip, you stay at your parents, whatever, 
all of a sudden you have that exact save file on your Steam Deck when you get there. It's wild. I mean, that's like the future of gaming that everyone has sort of been hoping for. I mean, ubiquitous cloud saves across multiple devices that can run your game well. Pretty nuts. Yeah, it, it is pretty nutty. And I mean, to be sure, cloud saves aren't anything new, but cloud saves done this efficiently with as many high games as there is like that are available on the Steam Deck on is Steam? pretty, Steam in general really is pretty, pretty phenomenal. Um, so I, I think a really big question and a big topic just among this thing, Lucas, is battery life, baby. Yeah, yeah. So I my, my com I got a few comments on that one. So battery life so far, I haven't run out of battery at all. Um, when I'm playing Fallout 3, it estimates about four hours of battery life. Um, I work from home, everybody. Have you found and, that to be accurate uh, so far? Uh, I've never gone below like 60% when I've been playing. So it just goes to show you how how much I'm really binging when I'm sitting here playing this thing. Um, I've never run into any sort of battery issues when I'm in desktop mode. Obviously, there is a battery indicator, but it's at 100% the entire time when I'm in desktop mode. So there's no power issues or power input issues or anything like that. Uh, on the uh, World of Warcraft, I was estimating about two and a half to three hours of battery life when I was running that. Um, so not as good as Fallout 3. And then The Witcher was around the same thing as well. Um, and emulation, like I was running uh, some Super Nintendo games, I was running Donkey Kong Country, that basically was like five hours, six hours. So it and then a long time. How, how do you charge it? Like, is this something that could be charged with a like any elect like electrical port or like could it be yeah. charged via you see it usb or you uh yeah usb c is the charging and basically any usb c charger works i use my mac charger to even charge it one time which was just a you know usb c cord that's interesting because uh, you know you brought up a really great point to me when um because when, when you first got it that was one of my first questions for you as well was the battery life and something you mentioned to me was and then you're like yeah i mean obviously if you really do play it for three or four hours straight, yeah, you're going to have some issues with it. But your counter to that, which I didn't even think about, was how many situations are you going to be in where you're playing it for that amount of time where you don't have a charger available to you? Yeah. You bring it on a hotel trip while you're tra or a trip while you're traveling and you're in a hotel. Great, you plug it in. You bring yeah. it... Um, uh, you're on a on plane. A flight, a long yeah. flight. Most long There's a charging flights, port. <laughs> we'll have a charging port on the seats. Most... Uh, Hell, even if you're in a car, you know, you could, I mean, yeah. most car ports, whether you plug it into like the the battery thing or like most cars even come equipped with USB-C nowadays, a lot of new ones too. So there's not a, a lot of options where you'll truly have to be, you know, uh, have, ha, have to rely on the battery. And really the only situations where you would is if, you know, you're, I guess without electricity, right? If you're like camping or something. And <laughs> yeah, at yeah, that point, surely. you know, uh, shouldn't be on your steam. Deck probably anyway. shouldn't be on your steam deck. And <laughs> the only yeah. other alternative is, um, you know, if that, if apocalypse, you know, enjoy those last three hours of gaming before the world gets to shit. But yeah, yeah. Well, this asteroid's on its way over and we lose power. Yeah. I just thought that was a really interesting point though. Cause naturally with a machine like this, Everyone's just going to harp on the battery life. Oh, it's a handheld. How long does it actually last? Yeah, that's I just a big topic with the Steam Deck, but or excuse me, with the Switch. But and the Switch is even harder to charge than a 
than this, I think. Um, well, they're both USB C. Are they both, both USB C? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, the battery life as a conversation to me is kind of a moot point these days. Uh, I mean, even like when I see cell phones like talk about like long battery life, it's like, yeah, okay, long battery life is is always a plus. But every battery degrades, first of all, and every battery will, every phone, every device will eventually have bad battery life at a certain point until you replace the battery if you choose to. And second of all, I mean, everybody is like, we have portable chargers. We have char everybody has a charger in their car. There's a charger in every, like, every, like area, any place you go to People has a charger. People walk around with power bricks in their like purses or their yeah. um, side bags. I know, I, I know I do. I mean, yeah. I, I absolutely do. You know, it's very rare that battery life is like, oh, like, it's, if I'm running out of battery, it's my own fault. It is not the device's fault. I didn't bring my battery. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, we all work from home. Okay, yeah, I understand. That's a big thing. I understand. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to my point earlier, like I was saying, whether you're on an airplane or... I will concede, I flew Southwest this last week, and I'm actually flying them again this week. And admittedly, with Southwest, there's no charging ports on the seats. But, big whoop, I... The only most times you're flying Southwest, you're flying to pretty, pretty yeah. close domestically. Also, also, I don't want to sound super privileged or anything. So I will say there was a point where I did not work from home and I charged my phone at work. And that was including when I worked at Panera. <laughs> you just charge yeah. your phone in the back. So it's there yeah. was never there it was never like, oh shit, my phone. Like I bought this phone, which has bad battery life. And now like I can't, now I'm screwed. You know, it was, it was always, I don't know. Battery life to me is always just like a weird topic of conversation these days. Um, and like the the Steam Deck, obviously it's a big monster. You know, it's got two fans um, or it's got like two vents on it. One on the back, one on the very top. And um, there has been a little bit of heat coming off of it when I'm playing it for an extended amount of time. But the battery life has not really ever been like... Uh, uh, hasn't been a uh, hasn't been a limiting factor at all in the in these two weeks of having it. Yeah, yeah, and, you know it's interesting too. I'd be, I'd be curious to see. And I mean, this is something we won't, won't even know till just time passes. But I'd be curious to see how the battery degrades over time because obviously, you know, anyone with an iPhone will tell you the battery life is not the same as it was in, you know a year and a half in, right? Um, so I'm very curious to see how that'll degrade over time because. Again, for all the points mentioned, battery life probably isn't that big a deal. But if something does degrade from where you can only you, you can supposedly play Fallout Four or Fallout Three for four hours, and then you're barely lasting an hour, I think that is that would suck. Worth acknowledging, but knowing Valve, they'll work out some process where you can replace the battery. And you kind of touched on my next question, Lucas. Is it how's the noise? How's the heat overall? Like, is yeah, it? Yeah, it gets a little noisy. It gets Does a little it? noisy. Okay. Yeah, it gets a little noisy and handheld here and there, uh, especially when you're running something a little bit bigger. Um, what I found is it doesn't get noisy for like a long period of time. It'll like the fans will kick in. They'll be on for like two minutes and then it'll turn off again. Um, Can you hear it through your headphones? Uh, I haven't. Uh, yeah, you can. You can okay. I'm be honest. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it real. Um, and then after playing Overwatch, like I think we had a session where we're playing Overwatch for like three or four hours uh, and I was playing on my Steam Deck in desktop mode and it was hot to the, it was not like hot, but it was, it was hot. Like I felt yeah, it and I was like, oh dang, the fans were blasting that whole time um, <laughs> on the Steam Deck. So yeah, heat and noise has been a thing. I mean, I'm not expecting it to explode or anything like that. It, it's getting hot. Um, and uh 
it is what it is. That's kind of my take on it. Love it. And I know we've touched on the peripherals a bit overall. How do you rate it versus the Switch's peripherals in handheld mode? Uh, you mean like uh, peripherals as in like... Or, uh, sorry, just like the button layouts and like, you know. Oh, how, great how button it layout. when you're holding it. It's better. It's way better than holding a Switch, 100%. More ergonomic? Yeah, more ergonomic. Um, joysticks feel better. It's got way more inputs on it. Um, and the shoulder buttons feel better. It's got better speakers. Um, it's got a mic and Bluetooth built in. So that's like already like puts, puts it above the switch. The charging port is on the top as opposed to the bottom, which was, which is very annoying on switch. Um, especially if you're just like playing in, in bed and like want need to charge it and stuff. It was always annoying to kind of have it underneath. Um, and the, uh, the Steam Deck has like two trackpads. So you could actually like, if you're playing a game that requires a mouse, you can easily just use those trackpads as a mouse as opposed to like a joystick for a mouse, which is super annoying. So if you're playing a first-person shooter like Overwatch, are you using the trackpads to aim or are you using the, the joysticks? Joysticks, yeah, joysticks okay. there. But when I'm playing Overwatch, I'm definitely playing it in desktop mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, I'm on mouse What situation keyboard. then would you find yourself using the trackpads for a game instead of the the joy cons uh for games that require like cursor input and stuff like that so if you're playing like certain rpgs tactical stuff stardew valley um mm. i booted up um transistor recently that that's like kind of good on trackpad because it's like usually like a mouse input um if i were to be playing something like runescape on it maybe i can like click around on the trackpad um haven't haven't gotten runescape on it yet though because i could just use my I, phone for that i didn't even think about playing runescape on it that's funny. <laughs> i know i know be a good RuneScape machine. Those little buttons behind on the back of the machine, have you used those at all? Like the L4 and the L R5? Yeah, no, I think they're they're so ahead of their time. It's funny. Um, I just, I feel like they've, we've got the cart before the horse here because it's like we've, game developers, like games have been made for so long without those like buttons in mind that yeah. when you play a game and you have those buttons, I'm like, what the fuck do I do with these buttons? Like I'm playing... I, you play something like Fallout, it's like, well, do I use this for jump? I'm not going to use this button for jump. That's There's already a jump button. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, what am I going to use this for? Like the Pip-Boy button? There's already a button for that. You know? So it's, yeah. I, so far, I haven't encountered a game where it would really require like those buttons to be used. But I'm, I'm sure I will, and then I'll just bind something to them. But I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, it's cool that they're there. I just think we're not in the spot with with games that we're playing where they're super required right now. Yeah, I get the sense a lot of the reason those were probably included was just for the sake of customization because something that obviously a lot of PC gamers love is just being able to remap their keyboard to the keybinding ZC fit. I mean, even on just... I've been playing the new Call of Duty and I've been remapping that a lot just to my preferences, you know? So little things like that make a difference, so... And I do want to say that there's been like some Xbox controllers, high-end ones, released or PS5 ones, where they do they have, have those on the back. It's just not really, you know, necessary for most console gamers. And most games are made with kind of that standard uh, configuration for um, a controller in mind. Yeah. Um, if that's the one of the intended... Um, platforms it's going to be on so yeah, but yeah. i think it's a cool thing for them to throw on there and i'm sure sooner than later we'll find many games where it is a very practical application so yeah, yeah. Be interesting to look out for that um oh i lost my notes here we go 
And then, so the highest end game you've played on it so far has been uh, Witcher. Is that right? Unless you want to consider Overwatch 2 to be a high end game. No. No? <laughs> it's the same okay. as Overwatch 1. <laughs> well, would, you consider, would you consider The Witcher 3 to be more heavy or less heavy than that? Over, than Overwatch 2? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Graphically, for sure. I'm pretty uh, sure Witcher is. I guess I, have, I haven't played Witcher 3, Overwatch. but okay. I used to be able to play Overwatch on my non-gaming like laptop that I had for college. Okay, um, okay. And it, I just didn't, I wasn't entirely sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm talking purely like how much processing is this asking, you know, like how much graphical power is this asking of the GPU? Yeah, it would be Witcher 3 would be the closest, the, the most, yeah. uh, the most I've asked of my Steam Deck so far has been that. And you weren't getting like any frame droppings or anything like that? Not, I was running around the town and just picking up quests, kind of like picking up my old save file and nothing significant, honestly. Um, and I mean, granted, I didn't go to like, I didn't test it. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely coming from a perspective of like your average gamer getting the deck and like jumping into a game. I'm not running benchmarking data. There's definitely yeah. YouTubers out there and like people that that's all they want to do. Um, I'm definitely not out here trying to benchmark how this is against this processor, this graphics card or anything like that. It's running well. Um, I checked the frame rate and it's 60 and um, that was awesome. You know, so I was like, cool, um, we got a game. I'm running Overwatch 2. Uh, I was getting like 90 to 100 FPS, which was really cool um, when I was playing in desktop mode. And I thought that was like outperforming. I think that was punching above its weight a little bit. Hell yeah, interesting. So that was cool. <sighs> And I know you've touched on it, but this is interesting because for those that don't know, Lucas is a, I don't know what the word for this would be, a uh, very experienced operating system user across many different brands. <laughs> I have a Mac. I have a Mac is what you mean to say. Uh, and and Lucas has a Mac and uh, you know, Lucas is a creative Uh does a lot of film stuff and you know works a lot on a Mac, edits a lot on a Mac. And I edit this podcast on my Mac. Edits edits this podcast on a Mac. <laughs> Macs have their uses. They do, no, they do. But ga gaming is not one of them. <laughs> it, 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 Hot Mickey nailed it. And one of the biggest complaints with my friend group about Lucas is just always like <laughs> up until now. Does, always does it run on Mac? Does it, <laughs> like we're, we're 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 just trying to play. We're just trying to like have a have a night where we drink and play some fucking Fall Guys, and we we see in our chat, does it fucking run on Mac? Mac. <laughs> and uh, it, I I might even lie where I we we were bullying Lucas at a certain point. He thought he was being funny, and I was genuinely getting pissed. <laughs> Matt wanted <laughs> to kill me. It's just like every time we were just playing games that could only play on a fucking Mac. Uh, anyways, that's neither here nor there. I was getting mad at him, but I, I was definitely mad. felt. I definitely felt. Uh, I was getting mad because he has a PC. He was just too lazy to plug it in or get it set up. My PC partition. sucks. I'm gonna, I don't some, fucking I'm gonna scrap care. it now. I'm I don't scrap care. my PC now. Lu Lucas was just Lucas was just inferior to all of us. He was. That's he was. Just, Anyways, I was. Now I'm better. <laughs> bringing it back. Bringing it back. Bringing it back to the uh, main point. So I mean, Lucas, you have experience with really like every major operating system and a significant experience. And you've worked on a Mac. You've you used a PC a lot, obviously, and now you're using Linux, what are your overall, I guess, Linux impressions when you're comparing it to, say, a Mac OS or a, you know, Windows 10 or whatever? So big asterisks. this is a, a Valve-made Linux operating system, okay? 
And for hardcore Linux gamers and Linux operating system users, I am playing Linux on easy mode. Um, so I do want to caveat that. So I don't, I'm, I'm the, where I'm coming from is purely the Linux based operating system that Steam has created, that Valve has created, which is super badass and really awesome. Um, you know, when it comes to like true Linux, it's like, there's no UI. There's a, like a lot of command line stuff. It's like a lot of console, a lot of code stuff. Um, it's very hard to use, but this is super user-friendly. It actually has like very, if you're basically, if you've used a PC, you can use this Linux operating system. You can browse for files on it. Um, you know, you can download whatever browsers you want. Um, it's very responsive. It's really, it's really interesting. Like to see something that is a non-Windows or non-Mac operating system. Just like browsing around and going like, ooh, I could change my cursor. I forgot about like doing that sort of thing. It's like, oh, wow, there's like a hundred different cursors you can pick from. Oh, wow, I can change the way my taskbar or like my bottom taskbar like operates to the point where basically I can break it. Like I was messing around with the operating system a little bit and just, just tinkering. And just like, oh, I'm going to adjust the taskbar a little bit. Gone. It's gone. Can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, where the hell did it go? I think I broke my computer, right? And like, I had to like, I forget what I even did to like reset it. But it's like, you can't do that with operating systems anymore. Like you used to be able to break shit in, in your, on your computer. You definitely yeah, can't do that on Mac. They're Macs. way more stupid proof now. Yeah, well. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember being a kid and like almost like, you know, you could like brick your PC if you like deleted system 32 and bullshit like that. And like, yeah. I feel like every step Dude, I, I, taking... I, I did that once. <laughs> I, uh, I did that once. Did you download more RAM too, Mickey? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, that's a there's a funny story with that. I accidentally bricked my college roommate's desktop. <laughs> How? What the fuck? <laughs> How did you do that? So this is my freshman year roommate, and like within the first two weeks of college, I forget what happened. Or I, I lived in an apartment my first year of college, so like one of my apartment mates. But anyways, I forget exactly what happened, but basically there was some sort of issue with my laptop where. Something wasn't booting up correctly, so I like had to do some like Windows reset or something like hard that had to be done through like an external program after that I plugged into my like super convoluted like I don't know how this was happening right. Anyways, <laughs> so I get the USB drive and I'm, I plug it in my friend's computer. He's helping me out. He's he's pretty good with tech, and you know I'm setting up the like the program on the USB drive, and I, I think I'm trying to set it up and somehow. I accidentally like make the program run on his computer, which ends up running like breaking, just breaking his computer completely. So I have to literally, I'll never forget. Like we're trying to fix it. And I've only known this God bless Keaton. I've only known this guy for like two weeks at this point. And he's like, I'm, I, he kept it together so well. God bless him. He's like, Ooh, I think you uh, bricked my uh, computer there. <laughs> oh my God, I get so mad. Just like totally destroyed it. So we had to go to Fry's and buy like Windows buy a 10 new from them. Buy Windows <laughs> 10? Buy oh my God, dude. <laughs> or Windows that's, that's... 7, whatever it would have been back then. I don't know. Windows yeah. 7. It was 7 I, I think was, it was Windows 10. I think 10 still. Windows no, 7 was year college. First when you have college, right? Yeah. No, like Windows 10 that has was been out for a goddamn long no, time. No, no, that might have been. I remember Windows I was 8. Using yes. Windows 8 in college. Yeah, yeah. It was like Windows 8, which was like the horrible operating system. I liked Windows 8 because I had. You're the only a, one. 
<laughs> I had a um, my laptop was touchscreen, so I just used it like a tablet. It was great. Oh. Um, oh, Windows 10 oh what was it that summer? Because I I thought either my senior year or my freshman year. I took Windows a trip 10 to... released July 29th, twenty fifteen. So we was, still would have been on Windows eight or seven. Okay, 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 okay. Before that. Seven was fire. I like seven. Yeah. Um. Because I knew it was around that time when his 10 did release because I remember being on a trip to Sedona and I brought my laptop with me because I knew Windows 10 was releasing while I was on my trip. Oh, and you were excited I, I downloaded it, it there. Uh, tinker, tinker with There's Windows OS. 11 now, isn't there? There is. My computer's on that right now. Is it? Well, oh. What's the verdict cop, Mickey? Do I get Windows 11? Uh, I, I think it's fine. Like People just like... Nothing I'm going to do like on my computer will make a difference. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> what was I using? Yeah. yeah. If I using fuck like the, the only thing I didn't like was just like <laughs> the taskbar initially, but uh, I got used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, if you were on back, Linux, you can. If you if you were on Linux, you'd be able to make that taskbar do whatever you want. That's the crazy part. Make it disappear. Uh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. We're so, it back. So, so that's that's really back to the operating system thing. Um, it's a really cool operating system. I don't think anybody that's booting it up would be unfamiliar um, with just how to navigate around and do stuff. Um, I mean, I haven't even explored all the things that it can do. It is certainly not idiot proof. Idiots like me will break shit in it. Um, and if you mess around, you probably will too. There's really interesting things like there's like desktop widgets and stuff. You can put like a clock on your desktop, calculator on your desktop, like all that boring stuff that you can kind of like you have on your phone screen now that Androids have had forever and that like iPhones got a few years ago. Um, you could do all that on your Linux desktop version of your Steam Deck, so you can kind of customize it to be a little bit cool. Um, and the other big thing is programs that people would want to download. Um, I believe they're called Zulu was running me through it. I believe they're called flat packs. So, you know, when you're when you're downloading a program on a Mac, it's called a DMG, a .dmg file. When you're downloading a program on Windows, like an installer, it's an exe, right, an ex- executable. So Whenever you like, let's say you want to download Overwatch, you download the Blizzard launcher, which is an EXE. You download that, it installs the Blizzard launcher, and then you install Overwatch from there, right? Yeah. Well, um, flat packs, all that stuff for Linux is actually really annoying to find online. You have to like, like you can't usually, Discord was a huge exception here. If you go to Discord, it'll say download Discord for Linux. It like knows what operating system I'm on. And it's like, oh, sick. But if you try to download anything else, it will usually not say download for Linux, right? So you have to find a flat pack. You have to find like something or a resource online to find the specific Linux compatible, quote, executable for you, and then you could do it. But what they've done for this um, Linux OS for Steam Deck is they've given you an in-operating system browser for all of those. So I just went to that and it literally says most popular programs, dolphins at the top. I'm like, oh, sick. I just downloaded Dolphin on my Steam Deck. I didn't have to go find it online. I didn't have to go look for the compatibility for Linux. They actually built that into the operating system, which is really cool. Same thing with Discord. Same thing with like the SNES uh, emulator that I got. And same thing with like random stuff like Paint. So you can get all that. The more you know. Yeah. Um, Are we we ready for the rating part? Are we there? Uh, Yeah, we, we... Last question, I guess, just the Steam Deck app itself. Um, how is it like relative to when you say fire up your Switch? I would say it has a little bit of a longer boot time than from sleep mode than like a Switch. Um, sometimes it takes like 
four or five seconds. It's not as snappy when it comes to going to sleep and coming out of sleep um, as an operating system. But the actual Steam OS, like when you're looking around and you want to download this game and you're looking at the library and you're looking at what's on sale, all that 10 out of 10, super snappy. Um, it's like really cool to browse around. It's super easy to like look at the games that you have installed to install nice. new games. It's really easy to edit the settings for your games too. So compatibility, um, you know, if you want to look at like mods or community workshop type stuff, it's super easy to find that stuff too. So it's, it's a really solid OS for just like managing your library and doing things like that. Nice. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all the questions I got. Huh, Mickey, you got anything else? I've got one last question. Oh. What's up? Will this help pick up chicks? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with. If you, if you no. take this into the Starbucks, who's come up and talking uh, to you? Honestly, exactly. I, I think I think people would. I think people would be curious. They'd probably go like, "Whoa, what? What is that? That's not a switch, is it?" It's like, nah. This C is could Steam you do me a deck. favor and bring it to a Starbucks and report back to the Discord? Okay, I will do that. I will. I will go to my local Starbucks and sit on my sit on my Steam Deck in the Starbucks. I'll be like a. I'll be like a like a plant. Like I'll walk in if I don't know Lucas, and I'll make like a big like, bro. Is that the no no? Is that the Steam no. Deck? I heard they only, only made ten of these. Yeah, do do the classic. Is that no? Is that no no, no way. <laughs> Like I'll, I'll walk out, come back in. No way! <laughs> the, oh, like a whole scene. So, That'd be fun. So, That'd be fun. Uh, probably not great for picking up chicks, Damn but it. maybe. I mean, we just have no way of knowing. Really, <laughs> just gotta find. Just gotta find the the right girl. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I have a girlfriend, so um, just want to disclaim that right away. And is she more attracted to you because of the Steam Deck? Uh, no. That's a confirmed <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, I don't have a girlfriend, so let me borrow your Steam Deck and I'll test this. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Honestly, it depends on where you're going. Okay, I'll say this. We live in LA. If you take this thing to Little Tokyo and you're at the Little Tokyo Mall, you know, somebody's going to come up and talk to you. And that is you true, right? For sure. You will get I, some I attention there. That. Yeah. If you're like in Los Feliz, like at, I don't know, what's that coffee shop by you, Matt? I don't remember. If you're at that hipster coffee shop, if you're at that hipster <laughs> coffee shop by Matt's house, you're probably gonna people. You're people are probably gonna think you're weird if you bring your Steam Deck there, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but then again, you no, know, bro, it's LA. No one gives a shit. <laughs> no, but like, it's gonna be like, what the hell is this guy doing? I don't know. It's definitely not gonna have the same vibe as playing it like in the little Tokyo mall. Yeah, I agree sure. with that. Um, All right, Lucas, what's um? You know, I guess we'll do this like a like a game rating kind of. Does this get the seal of approval? Absolutely. Total Lucas seal of approval, um, both from, from a lot of different dimensions here. You know, as far as like gaming consoles go, I mean, I bought the high end version for $650. Yeah, let's, right? let's touch on that real quick. Can you run us through the price points for the different versions that were available? So the different price points are, oh, hang on. I just had it up here. Um, there's three different Steam Decks that you can buy. And uh, the only difference in it is really the um, amount of data that you have in there. There's a few things. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Okay, I got the there... price points. Okay, cool. We got, if you're buying it, assuming you're buying it from Steam, they got the comically small 64 gig version um, for 400 bucks. And that comes with just the carrying case. Then we got the... 250 gig version, which is $529, which 
has faster storage. So that's an important distinction too. The yeah, 64 gig storage. is a HDD, I believe. It's a hard disk drive. Okay. Hard disk drive. And then the uh, this version and the other one, uh, the more expensive one, is a standard state drive. Solid so, state. Solid, solid state. state. Whatever, Michael. <laughs> uh, solid <laughs> state drive. Right. Hot Michael. Uh, comes with a faster storage, solid state drive, carrying case, as well as an exclusive Steam Community Profile bundle. bundle. And then the highest end version for 649 um, comes with a 512 gigabyte solid, right? Yeah. Solid state. Solid yes. state drive. Solid state. Look yeah. at me looking for your approval, hot Mickey. Let's go. <laughs> um, so it comes with obviously the faster storage, anti-glare etched glass, which is pretty cool. Um, the carrying exclusive carrying case, 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 case. Um, as well as a virtual keyboard theme. So, oh wow, I actually didn't know about the exclusive carrying case because I hadn't seen. I mean, I have my carrying case, but I didn't know if there were. I didn't know, you didn't what know you were a big non, deal. I didn't know it was a big deal. I didn't know that there was a non. Yeah. Ugh, you're an exclusive club, Lucas. Dang the the non exclusive carrying case is kind of ugly. I'm glad that I got the exclusive carrying case. Sorry <laughs> for those that didn't get it. Um, it's, like, it's like being a part of first class instead of economy. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, so I I think realistically for most people, I I would avoid the four hundred dollar one. I mean, it's not even a solid state drive, and it's like Matt said, comically low sixty four gigabyte hard drive. And uh, the the $530 edition, 256 gigabyte hard drive, still fairly small, but at least it's an SSD. And the big thing is that there isn't a micro SD, there is a micro SD card slot here. So a lot of people, micro SD cards can be huge. I mean, like you can buy a micro SD card for like, that's like a terabyte now or like a half a terabyte even. Um, it's it's kind of expensive, but you don't have to buy that till later till you fill up your Steam Deck with too many games, right? You can get so, a 256 gigabyte um, SD card for... Micro SD. Is it micro SD that you're looking at? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Extreme I, I, micro I, SD. I, I yeah. found a terabyte for 25 bucks. I found a... There's no way that that terabyte yeah. one is doing work. The $25 that one. That's pretty crazy. I mean, it has to be a good... It still has to be a good card yeah. so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like do your research people but i mean it, yeah, you're probably better quick google search you're probably best going for the 500 range one and just getting a really great micro sd card with a lot of storage that way you have an ssd with operating system on the ssd and you're just gonna, just gonna have a good time and you could just always increase your storage later um so think about this back to like the original point of the steam deck final verdict uh my ps5 was 500 dollars right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is $530, basically the same price. Okay. But with this one, you know, I have a PC, like a kind of de facto PC for desktop gaming. And I have a handheld machine that is really powerful that I can basically run any game I want to on. So as far as price point go, you're getting a good, you're getting a, a lot for what you're paying for. You really are. Um, for those of you that are want to nerd out about, about benchmarking and look at the technical specs and things like that, I would invite you to do so. It's very comparable to you know gaming certain gaming PCs you could buy today, and um, of course the hardware itself and the operating system is like I said very solid. Um, like the stuff that Valve has really put together is is very very impressive here. Um, so all that's super awesome. The machine for me 
is an absolute banger of a purchase. You know, I think it adds a whole nother dimension to my gaming lifestyle. Now that I can play things on the go and use cloud saves pretty much wherever I go. Um, and it's kind of brought me back into like desktop PC gaming style of gaming, which has been really fun. Um, I mean, I'm sitting here playing Fallout 3. Shit, something just fell. I'm sitting here playing Fallout 3 while I'm at Katie's, just chilling. And then I go home, sit in bed, and I'm playing Donkey Kong Country 2 on the same device. And they're both loading fast. I can run Discord in the background and talk to my friends while I'm doing these things. And then I can switch over to desktop mode and then play Overwatch after I sit it on my desk and plug it into my dock, right? So it's kind of everything that I ex really expected it to be. And I'm, I'm stoked to have it. I'm stoked to have it. This machine is a 10 out of 10 TFP approved wow. device. Ooh, That's right. 10 out of That's 10. Right. Gnarly. 10 out of 10. That's pretty hot. Yeah. That's, um, I feel, I feel like we should have discussed this before you did that. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. When you, when, when you get one, whatever you rate it will add up our scores and then it'll be out of 20. I kind of have to buy one now just to like confirm, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You, you should, dude. Go for the, uh, go for the $500 one. Yeah. I, Dang, I don't know crazy. what I would even do with it. Like, that's the thing too. I, like, I don't, I already have actually, like no, I know exactly what I would do with it. I'm going to be on five hours worth of flights the next week. That's a great place to use it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, well, you're not going to have it within a week though. Well, I'm hypothetically making it. <laughs> if I, if I did have one, that's where I'd yeah. be using it. Um, well, uh, th thank you for that, Lucas. You know, it was fun to pick your brain on this a little bit. And I'm, I, I need to somehow I, I've seen you like three times since you got it, but I, I haven't tried it yet. So <laughs> I'll have to come over soon and give it a go and see what's cracking. But um, I think that's all we got today, everyone. Uh, what do we got to talk about? Uh, Hot Mickey, where can we find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, though, less so nowadays, because I've been like getting off Twitter more and more. No, nah, man, more like Twitter, more Twitter. <laughs> you can find me at teals underscore BCB, or you can just find me in the Discord, uh, in the TFU Discord. I talk in there whenever there's any kind of conversation going. I will say Twitter is a pretty toxic place, but God damn, is there some funny shit on there? <laughs> with Elon Musk buying it. And oh, he's now in actually, control. real quick, we should talk about that. Uh, I meant to bring this up at the top of the episode. Elon Musk officially owns Twitter, and his first act was just like firing the CEO and like the other executives. Didn't he, he fire the board? He fired the board, the board, the, board the, today. Yeah. Um, we're recording this on October 31st for context. So, pretty crazy. Uh, I, I, I hear he's also brought in like Tesla engineers to like review the That's code so of Twitter, which is funny because I'm pretty sure that. A car is different than a website. Disregard. Did you guys see what he did on his first day when he walked in? No, what'd he do? Yeah, he what'd he do? He brought in a sink. A sink. He said he's cleaning house. Dude, that's um, so cringe. It is. I'll tell you what is a bummer is I, I'm confident that one of Elon's first goals is going mean, to do just that. Probably lay off as many people as he reasonably can. To Though cut. he has claimed he's not going to do this. I don't Though, believe him. I, I don't believe it either. <laughs> So that's a bummer. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people probably looking for work soon. Um, so thoughts and keeping all of y'all in my thoughts because I know that's never a fun situation to be in. So yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with Twitter over the next 
forever, I guess, as long as Elon's in charge. But yeah, um, that's that's either here nor there. Just wanted to touch on that real quick. Uh, as always, you can find the podcast at TFP Podcast. That's at TFP Podcast with an S at the end on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. In the link tree there, you can find the link to our Discord coming out. It's a good time. Uh, just email thanksforplayingpod at gmail.com or go to our website, thanksforplaying.live to find some devilishly handsome, good photos of myself and Lucas, as well as a link to the Discord. And if you want to hang out with your good buddy, yeah, if you want to hang out with your good buddy Matt, you can find me on Twitter at Good Idea Matthew. You know, I've gotten pretty good at running through that that social media spiel every now and then. Yeah, I do, I'm like impressed a little bit now. Yeah, uh, Lucas, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Good Idea Lucas, uh, or you could find me just on the Discord. Uh, just hit me up there. Talk about Steam Deck stuff uh, if you got one. Talk about Magic the Gathering. Um, it is winter time, so I'm officially open for movie recommendations. Send them my way. Winter Thank you, time, everybody. bro. It is mid fall, but it's it's like sixty degrees and six. It's it's like winter, low seventies in LA, so that's oh, that is winter God. for us. Um, Nights have finally been cold again. Yeah, I just nice. leave my window open. My room's now cold. It's so great. Don't have to use AC anymore. Incredible. I got my, I got my pumpkin spice can. I, I usually only really bring out candles during the, uh, the winter time or like fall when it cools down. Other than that, I usually rely on just like scented like aroma things that plug into the wall. But I got uh, my pumpkin spice candle. I, I got a, I got a vanilla cupcake candle that just came recently, and it's just, oh, everything smells so good. Uh, all right, everyone. Uh, this has been. Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Skibbity up. Thanks for playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle 